Welcome back to the Tigers Only Podcast. This podcast is going to teach you about fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and everything in between. I am your host, Caleb, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I had a special guest, one of my dear friends, Paula Proctor. Um, she is an artist here in Nashville, and no, she is not a country artist. She is actually Latino pop, but she do, does do some other stuff as well. Um, just very talented individual, but her most recent music video was kind of normalizing breakdowns and prioritizing your mental health. Um, and 2020 was a big year for me on overcoming a lot of obstacles and really working on myself. So she asked me to actually be a part of that music video. Um, and then we actually did a follow-up interview for a behind the scenes of that music video where we spoke about this a lot more, a lot more thoroughly. Um, so I thought, why not have her on to have a full episode about mental health prioritizing it and how you are not alone if you are mentally struggling, especially after the year we had last year. So if you guys like this, please, as always, take a screenshot, share this on your story, tag us, show the love and we'll return that. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into it. So like before we actually get into anything, you just need to understand that our podcast was supposed to start 26 minutes ago. And we have been talking nonstop since then, but uh, I'm very happy to have one of my good friends on, uh, P. Proctor. There you go. <laughs> so, Pal, why don't you just kind of tell people a little bit about yourself? Obviously, she lives in Nashville, mm -hmm. um, what you do, all that good stuff. And then we'll kind of go in what we're talking about today and throw a curveball at these people. I like it. Uh, hi, guys. I am Paula Proctor. I am a singer-songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee. I grew up moving around a lot because of my dad's job. Um, and uh, the funnest fact about me is that I look as white as Kansas Wonder Bread, but I am actually half Mexican. My dad's from Iowa. My mom's from Mexico City. So, yes, I do speak Spanish. Yep. And um, Very well. You're very kind. Thank you. I was actually just in Mexico. I got back today and um, I was asking everyone like, Hey, how's my Spanish doing? Cause like, I don't get a chance to practice in Nashville. So um, they're like, yeah, no, it's actually pretty good. I was like, Oh my God. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> cool. So, no, I still got it. I still got it going. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I've been really, really wanting to do this uh, podcast yeah, with you ever since we did. Months. Yeah. Ever since we did the, the video project together, which still to this day has been one of the most cathartic experiences for me in 2021. So Thank yeah. you again for being part of that. I really do appreciate it. That was like gut wrenching in the most best positive way. way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like you got to get to the, through the storm to get to the other side. Yeah. And it's funny, like the Whitney, I think Whitney, my sister-in-law messaged me about this. She was like, what's up with you and these female artists just using you to look like a dick in the music videos. <laughs> I'm like, I guess it just works. <laughs> Not to mention it's karma. Yeah. It's karma. It is coming back full it circle, is. man. Uh, Cause yeah, some girl hit me up. Um, Kristen K. She guys have like the same manager or she knows someone that manages. Yeah. 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 The publicity yeah. nation people. Yeah, yeah. They're great. They reached yeah. out. I wasn't able to do the video because they needed a female character. And they're like, you and Caleb have such great uh, chemistry on screen. I'm like, Hey, number one, you're right. Number two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I'm unavailable, but please, I please feel free to reach out to him yeah. directly. Here's his email. Yeah. But it was just, it was just a funny assortment of how that kind of worked out. And I was yeah. like, if someone else hits me up to be a dick in music video, I'm going to say no. You're going to have to say no at this point. <laughs> You're going to get typecasted otherwise. Like, can I be a good guy in one? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, here man. we are. But um, yeah, so you're from Nashville. Obviously, you write songs. You're a singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. But go ahead and tell them what genre you are because they're going to assume you're fucking country. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I have been leaning more into like the Latin pop side of things because mm -hmm. Nashville – 
Oof, the music scene is growing and um, you know, it's not just country anymore. Pop is really scratching the surface now, EDM, and there is zero Latin presence whatsoever. I'm like, I'll be the first one, yay. Yeah. And um, helps me stand out even more. I get to really, uh, uh, I'm really challenged by writing in Spanish and making Spanglish songs now. I've got a couple out now and um, I'm just enjoying the challenge and more than anything, I, well, pre-COVID, uh, yeah. it's one of my favorite genres to perform because it's just so contagious and fun and lively yeah. and it's easy to rile up a crowd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been leaning more into like the Latin pop side of things. And then, um, you know, shout out to music school. Uh, as a result of that, I'm able to write for a bunch of different genres like country, EDM. I love top lining, um, R&B, pop. Um, That's awesome. And as you name it. There's never one song, there's never been one time I haven't heard like Bad Bunny or something and then my mm -hmm. hips just start moving and I am right. no Spanish in me whatsoever. None whatsoever, but you don't need to. You don't yeah. need to understand what they're saying to go along with the beat. Yeah, like I will sing along and I'm like, they could be calling me a fucking idiot right now and I'm just 100%. digging it. 100%. They probably are. It's okay though. Yeah, but <laughs> if you guys haven't checked her out, you can need to. Uh, I'll have her kind of tell you what her stuff is at the end to close out. Um, but yeah, so... After we did that music video, obviously, mm -hmm. I'm sure you got a lot of feedback from it. I did too. Yeah. Um, people close to me like, what the fuck just happened? Really, literally. I was, like, I was like, every raw emotion you hold in for fear of judgment came out mm -hmm. in oh, yeah. three and a half minutes. Literally. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I just really allowed myself to open up like that because one of my biggest, like, pet peeves is, like, crying in front of people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like it. I like 2020 for whatever reason, vulnerability just kept coming up in themes. I'm like, you need to lean into vulnerability. And you're like, you can't okay, hide it anymore. Now. You can't, you can't numb it. Right. It gets to a point where you can't run away from it anymore. And I just, with this, with this song in particular, it was my first real heartbreak. Like, mm -hmm. oh my fucking God. It was one of the most painful experiences. That's literally what we were just talking about before we jumped on here for 25 <laughs> minutes. Mind you, we're going to hold off on the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I got when I got my heart broken, I was on the floor for six hours sobbing my fucking face off. Um, my friend literally had to put me in the bed like a child. My mom was on the phone. She's like, your ass is coming home for a week because yeah. you were too distraught. I'm not comfortable with you being like this in Nashville. So um, writing the song was really cathartic as well. And then I just kept thinking about what the visual was going to be. And I just kept picturing something really, really simple. And, you know, as a credit to COVID, I was like, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do anything big anyway. So why not yeah. do something um, minimal, but impactful? And I, I felt like with this particular visual aspect of it, um, less was really more. Yeah. And it was like the simplest, simplest uh, project I've ever done. But uh, the amount of feedback I got was really, really um, not val validating, yeah. validating because I've had so many people who a like to pretend that everything's okay reach yeah. out and say it's nice to see that i'm not the only one yeah and i'm like well yeah you don't have to hide it that's the whole point like i've been in therapy for 10 years now and there's someone in my life that i really wish i had had the strength and courage to talk to about my experience in therapy because i really like to think the situation would have been different but yeah. um you know as a result i can't go back and change that moving forward i can just be more vocal about that and just tell people hey I'm all sorts of fucked up, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get better. There's, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with getting help. There is zero shame in getting help. In fact, um, I think it's a testament to someone's character if they're willing to like really look at themselves in the mirror because there's yeah. nothing scarier. You can't run from your own shit. You can yeah. run from other people all you want. Hell, it's even easier than ever to run away from people because you get to hide behind a screen, oh, right? Yeah, the amount sure. of people who are getting ghosted is alarming. Yeah. 
but the person who you face in the mirror, you cannot run away from. You can't just put on block. Like you have to look yeah. at that person every fucking day in the morning. Yeah. And I really just wanted to, I don't, I don't want to sound entitled enough to be like, yeah, give people permission. But I wanted to show by example that there's nothing wrong with getting help. There's no, literally no. nothing wrong with getting help. I think that's why we, we, like we mesh so well. I, mm -hmm. Like when we first met, <laughs> not so much. Not so um, much. We had I, was still, down, still we? I was still high on my levels of fuck boyery. Oh um, yeah. I was like freshly still doing it in Nashville. So just riding the, that stupid shit like everyone. Oh, because you were fresh meat, bro. Everyone yeah. wanted a piece of you. Yeah. No. And you were like, oh, okay, I got yeah, little, little did they know what ride they were in for. Yeah. Oh. Um, also, ha hashtag cancel ghosting. We said we're doing cancel ghosting. We should start a movement. Cancel this ghosting bullshit. Yeah. God, just like, your shit. Fucking, if you're not interested, say, I'm not interested. <laughs> literally, like, nothing infuriates me more than someone who doesn't have the balls to just be like, hey, this isn't working out. Or, hey, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is right for me. That's okay. But the disrespect to just be like, mm, I don't even owe you a no thank explanation. You. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not like a full explanation of like, Hey, if this isn't working for me, you don't need to necessarily hear the why. Yeah. Unless there is like, you know, good feedback, constructive criticism yeah. that someone gets. Yeah. But um, yeah. Other than like a simple, Hey, this isn't working for me, but I wish you the best. Something. Yeah. None of this bullshit of like, I'm just not going to respond because it's too hard. It's like hard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I hate everyone. Like, what the yeah. fuck? What's yeah. wrong with people? <laughs> Love yourself, hate everyone else. <laughs> Pretty much. For just focus on myself. <laughs> the rest take of the time. message today. Um, Hashtag I hate everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, after that music video, we uh, we did like a what would you call it? like a follow up interview that you did? Yeah, behind the scenes interview. Yeah, kind of about like uh, the experience, kind of what went into writing the song, how it was recording the music video, and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, Pal kind of had to go through to bring that to like fruition. So it's like. That is what kind of spiraled into uh, us chatting about doing a podcast, which took mm -hmm. two and a half, three fucking months because <laughs> I'm busy and I suck at texting back. <laughs> and I got a new day job while the yeah. world's still in pause. And so yeah. here, adulting's, adulting's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But finally, I got her on here right after she jumped off the plane from Mexico, honestly, like straight up. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, literally. But basically today we want to focus on like normalizing mental health awareness and getting help. Um, and obviously we want to preface this by saying neither one of us are experts. We just talk At about all. our experiences mm -hmm. um, and kind of how they've helped us. And hopefully like if someone out there is struggling, you can listen to this and actually take action on it and not see it as a weakness. Cause I feel like we talked about this as well. I feel like that's a huge, huge obstacle for people to overcome that help does not mean weakness. It actually means strength and realizing that you need to work on shit. Like right. for someone, I'm just going to talk about fitness because that's what I fucking know. But if someone hires a fitness coach, it's hard enough to be like, hey, I need to lose weight and I don't know how to do it. Like that's hard. For, so it's hard for society to tell you, oh, you go see a therapist? Why? What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like I get that so much. I'm like, hey, I got to go therapy today before I can meet up with you guys. You're like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Life. Yeah. Life and is going to throw some shit at you. Nothing's you wrong. It's it actually a good week. I just still got to tell Tommy what the fuck's going on. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just to mitigate stress and the inevitable ups and yeah. downs that life is going to throw at you. Yeah. And I'm glad that we started kind of touching on that in the uh, behind the scenes interview, because it really all boils down to neuroscience mm -hmm. because I used to think it was all fluffy bullshit until I got into therapy <clears throat> and um, realizing that there's so much science behind yep. the brain and how malleable it is and how you can in fact change your neurochemistry. And it's yeah, hard. It's hard. It's fucking hard. But when you put in the work, you will see the results. Yeah. 
like you will see the results. There's someone very near and dear to me that I've been, you know, on her case to go to therapy. Um, she was under a particular insurance plan where she was able to get, um, free therapy sessions. Oh, that's nice. It was awesome. And then of course she didn't, she didn't, she didn't. And then now that she's out of it or she's not off that her own uh, particular insurance plan now that she's paying for her own insurance and finally got her ass in therapy. She was like, yeah, I fucked up. I'm like, you think, because you could have been like, this was a number one free two invaluable. And three is just, you know, you could have started this a lot earlier. And I also want to commend her for, you know, getting involved in therapy at all, because most people will go the rest of their lives without even dipping their toe in the water, you know, or thinking it's normal to feel like tension and stress and fucking discomfort, all which discomfort is a good thing in in a sense of like, in a sense, as long as it's productive. Yeah. But if it's making you not want to like, look into new things like that's not productive that's counterproductive it's holding you back from any kind mm-hmm. of happiness you could ever have um but yeah that was a big thing for me i got pushed I, okay i don't want to say that i was coerced I don't, yeah i was gonna period. say what was your tipping point uh the, uh past relationship okay. um not an ultimatum i don't this wasn't an ultimatum it was like you need to get help and after doing so much trauma to someone you kind of realize mm-hmm. maybe it is me Maybe it is me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's me. It's me. So let's see what I can do. First therapist didn't work out. They just didn't. Like, um, right. We didn't. I'm glad that people. you kept going though. Yeah. We Some people use that as an excuse and like, oh yeah, didn't work out. Oh well. Yeah. I don't and have to do this anymore. It's just like you don't go to one fucking doctor. You're like, oh, we don't agree, so I'm never going to the doctor again. That's right. It's just that same thing. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't coerced or anything into it. I was just told you probably need to get help. And then I let that sink in. And at first, when someone tells you, you need to get help, you're like, fuck you. Like you're defensive. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. someone's telling you that, but if you discovered right. on your own, it's a realization. You know of course. What I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Um, my dad actually is the reason I got into therapy. Um, I, I started that. living alone as 16. I was in Miami, Florida. And, um, my parents were still living overseas. So like I was living alone, basically at the age, starting at the age of 16 in Miami. And I had my grandmother in Miami of all places places. at a private prep school where I was not the biggest fan of like 90% of the people who I went to school with. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it was a lot. And I want to say I had so much going on, you know, there were some outside factors that I'm not ready to come forward with just yet, but um, the goal is to eventually get to the point where I do, you know, help, help change some things in the world. But, um, one of the things that I needed to learn was how to mitigate stress because I had busted out into hives, um, studying for an AP, uh, AP chem exam. I had like nine class periods without a lunch because I, I thought it'd be a great idea to just bombard myself with intellectual activity. So I wouldn't have to sit still and realize just how lonely I was without my parents, like being out of the nest two years early earlier than most people. And then at least in college, you still have like a community around you. From my understanding, I was like the only person who was like legit living alone. Yeah. I had my brother and my grandmother in the city of Miami, but they weren't there with me for like the day-to-day, like grocery shopping, cooking, cleaning, yeah. laundry. Oh, and I've also got softball practice, uh, orchestra, I've got private singing lessons. Uh, I've fucking got swim practice. Like it was a whole thing. So I busted onto hives at one point because of stress. Um, this was prior to Miami, but I've developed bald spots on my hair, on my hair and my scalp as a result of stress. Yeah. And I want to say it wasn't until my senior year that beginning of my senior year that I started uh, developing migraines because of stress. Then my dad yeah. was like, Hey, pal. headaches that go into migraines. Is that kind mm-hmm. of what it is? Okay. 
it was the first time, like I would be like, I had never been sensitive to light before. You know how it starts usually, at least my experience is that it starts with sensitivity and then it feels like the entire room's fucking vibrating yeah. and then just like starts going inwards. It feels like pins and needles in your fucking eye. It was awful. I've so, only like, felt that when I had a concussion. That's only, <laughs> yeah. and that's like actual trauma to your brain. So like, <laughs> something. So that's fucking saying something if I was just all self-imposed, right? Yeah. And it wasn't until I told my dad and he was like, pal, I need you to go to therapy. I was like, dad, there's nothing wrong with me. He's like, there's nothing wrong with therapy. On the contrary, he's been, my, both my parents are very uh, big uh, advocates for mental health. My mom was a psychology major in college. My dad with his job, they actually provide um, their family therapy because moving around a lot provides a yeah. lot of, uh, creates a lot of stress on these families. Um, so he was like, you have the insurance plan, go to one session. I'm like, no dad, mm, I don't want to go. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. He's like, you must understand you're fucking going. Yeah. It got to the point where he's choice. like, you know, like I know I'm parenting from a distance, but let me put it to you this way. I'm asking you to go to one therapy session. If you don't like it, you never have to go again, but you do need to go to one. Yeah. And I got to the point where he's like, let me put it to you this way. If you don't fucking go, <laughs> I'm going to cut you off the credit card. I'm like, yeah, dad, you're not going to do it. He goes, Oh yeah. Watch me. If you want to go eat tonight, go all the way to your grandma's, which is 20 minutes away. It was going to take away 20 minutes. It was going to add like 40 minutes to like time. You should be working on homework. See how well yeah. you do. Yeah. Like, Damn. Okay. So sure enough, I went to one and I've been hooked ever since because yeah. the weight lifted off my shoulders, knowing that a, I'm not crazy. B what I, the circumstances that I'm in right now are not fucking normal. Yeah. Number, uh, you know, C, um, most kids my age don't go deal with what I'm dealing with right now. And it's nice to know that I'm not crazy. Yeah. It's totally understandable what I'm going through, you know, the whole shebang and starting to understand that stress is brain chemistry and learning yeah. how to uh, neutralize the stress in your body. Like exercise is a great one. Yep. You know, with some people, if medications are your way to go, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, I personally uh, think that medication is uh, great. I don't think it's the end all though. I think it should be accompanied with something else. It's a tool. It's, it treats the symptoms. It doesn't treat the root cause though. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, as I told you early last year, like I tried to just go all in on medication and didn't focus on anything else. And I do not recommend going all in on one thing. It just doesn't work, but yeah. I'm glad to hear like that worked out with your parents. I hate you saying the word force, but did force you to go yeah. at first. And it worked out because a lot of people go into it with resentment because their parents say you have to go yeah, and then they end up hating it and never go again. I, I tell you what is still to this day, one of the best things my dad has ever done for me as a father, as a parent, I would not good old John, who doesn't <laughs> love John. Um, yeah. Uh, ever since then though, it's been a huge tool yeah. that I, uh, frequent. Um, I'm, I've been using it sparingly now because, uh, I'm on a different insurance plan now. So I yeah. got to pay out of pocket. That's a little bit different now. And so I use it when absolutely needed. And I've, uh, started meditating in 2020 to start mitigating my need for it, but yeah. I still go as needed. If like, there's an issue where like, I'm really feeling like there's uh, I'm hitting a wall with one particular problem, yeah. then I'll go to therapy. But yeah, I, I'll be the first one to tell you I've been in it for 10 years and I will be continue to go for the rest of my life because it's yeah. a powerful tool. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you if you're interested in going. It's like going to the gym, but for your brain. Yeah. That's literally all it is. Yeah, I just think people have that that hard uh, barrier to cross of it's not bad. The mental stigma. Yeah, that's the total social stigma of it. Yeah, that's it's, it, it's whatever it is. And like either you're, you're going to accept that like it's okay or it's not and like, hopefully listening to like this podcast or just listening to anything on mental health, or even if you're more in science inclined, just go listen to brain chemistry and you'll kind of understand how that works. Right. Yeah. Or like even Dr. Joe Dispenza, isn't there, the, uh, or that other guy, um, Dr. Huberman. 
Which one wrote the Becoming Supernatural? I think that was Dispenza. I think it was probably Dispenza. I think it was. I don't know. The man's a fucking genius. Yeah. He's an absolute genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I more than anything, I appreciate that the aspect is coming out more because I feel like when it comes to physical health, you know, um, we understand that our organs, like your liver is affected or your kidneys or this or that. People don't understand that the brain is also an organ. It's a very important one. It's actually arguably the most important one because without your brain, nothing else functions. Yeah. So by bringing science into it, it, it excuse me, it lends it to be less like fluffy, if you will, and a lot more tangible for people to put, wrap their brains around because, you know, Thoughts themselves are not tangible, but the brain is. And understanding that your thoughts are derived from your brain is something that a lot more people, at least that I've spoken to, can wrap their heads around. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And yeah, like uh, when you first start going to therapy, just complete transparency, you do go almost every single week. Yeah, as you should. It's like going to rehab. Like you, if you're going to do it, you, you got to do it consistently. Like if you want to be serious about your health and losing weight, you got to go to the gym. Yeah. But then it becomes habit. Yeah. But then it sure. becomes habit. It gets, well, excuse me. It doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. I realize yeah. that's a total cliche, but it's so fucking true. Cliches always have meaning behind them though. Otherwise they want to stick around as long as they do. That's true. Yeah. That's you very I mean? true. Um, but yeah, it's funny that like the way you described going into, I almost said rehab therapy because <laughs> <laughs> you just said it therapy. The first time you said, cause you caused stress. I think it's another thing we relate on. Like, uh, my, therapist said something like a month ago we were talking Mm -hmm. and he goes you know how you deal with trauma and i was like Mm -hmm. how he's like you stay busy yeah you just you just you you mask it and then Mm -hmm. when you're not busy it comes up you spiral yeah that's when you spiral holy shit Mm -hmm. holy shit it's like that makes a lot of sense yeah if you ask me what i'm doing almost any day i'm working or trying to do something that has to do something to do with productivity Mm mm-hmm and, and it gets to a point where it, it, it's productive as long as it's healthy. If yeah. it's pr- productivity to mask something or run away from something that you're not wanting to, to face yet, yeah. then it's counterproductive. Yeah, 100%. Because it just keeps piling on without you realizing it. And when you do have a second of downtime, it's going to explode. Yeah, which never ends well for anybody involved. Never ends well <laughs> for anybody. Let's just say like recently, I'm not going to go into details, but like a very badass individual is scared a little old me. So talk about someone who's avoiding shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just for the stats, Pal is not a big person at all. <laughs> like, like he's fun sized. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm five five, 140 pounds. Yeah. But I've been told I'm very scary. Like what? You're you're what? Six three, 200 plus pounds. Yeah. I will never forget. There was one time we had a falling out, and we finally, uh, you know, uh, figured out the situation. We ended up having a talk. But I was like, why didn't you just speak to me? And you were like. I was just fucking scared of you. Yeah. I was like, why? I don't understand. You're like, I just felt like you're going to kick my ass. Yeah, like some and people just have like this primitive thing about them. You're like, they don't fuck around. Like they don't. I don't fu- but like. <laughs> and that's you. So like, it's not a I don't bad know. Thing. You cut the shit. Yes. And I also want to uh, follow up with this. This other person that I was previously talking about, Caleb, you know, Caleb has been a very instrumental part of my healing process in 2020, you know, for the videos, you know, just chatting with him, getting his insight on a lot of things. And then I'll never forget, I was telling about this one situation with this person and he goes, oh my God, pal, I'm not a pussy. And I go, excuse me? And you go, I'm not a pussy. You're just that scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you. And you're like, 
wow, I feel so much better about myself. Yeah. You were calling me to get clarity. And I was like, you just made me feel better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I hate that. I still, you know, you were saying that you were still getting upset about the fact that you couldn't speak to me um, like a man. I was like, but I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of people, like a lot of people sugarcoat shit. And I'm sure. not the type of person, but I guess when it comes to very sensitive situations, I guess I did at that time want it to be sugarcoated. Like, no, it's okay. And I knew <laughs> you weren't going to do that. So I because, avoided it. Oh, I do want to ask you though, when I sent you that video explaining my side of our yeah. little tumble down or whatever, yeah, a little yeah. fallout that we had. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did that feel? It felt like shit. What do you mean? Like, oh. it, it felt like shit because like, no, no one did anything wrong. It was just terrible communication and believing Horrible. the wrong information. And I was like, mm -hmm. one, I was like, fuck, idiot. And then <laughs> I was like, I just lost, like, not lost, but I was like, I'm, I had a fault with a really good fucking friend who obviously had better quality character traits than anyone else I was around at that time. Yep. I was looking out for my best interest and uh, I didn't listen to it. So it just felt like shit. Not like shit from like you sending it, shit from like, that's a fuck up on my end. Yeah. And then avoidance kicked in avoidance and, avoidance and what did you do you were busy non-stop yeah like you were always busy business flourish so thank you for that but, welcome <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then i don't think we kind of like reconvened until like probably what, what like six months even after that or even longer yeah i want to say last time i saw you in person or last time i like <laughs> reached out yeah uh, was via text because we had facetimed at one point and then things got a little awkward that's yeah. definitely on my end yeah. that was my fault um but then i want to say i started seeing this guy and then once i was in a completely different headspace i remember bumping into you a couple times and then it wasn't until 2020 when quarantine hit i was just bored as fuck at home oh you reached out to everybody i remember that yeah. i reached out i had lists of people I'm like well i just i was so bored i did like i had like a a, a fourth grade arithmetic like math yeah. like book and i was like wow, Proctor, I'm real bored if I'm choosing to do math for fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I made a list of I'm like, I wonder if this is a great time to just reach out to people I haven't spoken to in forever. Like they're home. They can't like ignore me or if they do, like yeah. at least I know where I stand with these people. Yeah. And um, yeah, you were on that list. And then I want to say ever since then, we were just good because we were able to just like air shit out yeah. on a really healthy and productive level when we we're both kind of looking at the situation. We're like, yeah, I don't think this was ever meant to be anything more than just friends. Yeah. And I'm and, so happy with that. Like, I'm so fucking happy with that. It was handled very poorly. The whole situation. But now that we're, like, just good friends, there's no, like, I don't know. I feel like the weight has been lifted off of our shoulders. Yeah, 100%. And we can just be straight with each other now, yeah. which I really do appreciate. I think that conversation, I think, I know I said at least three times. I think you said a couple times, like, can I be honest? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. No, no, that's it. Like, that's the phrase. Oh yeah. Like in that conversation, I know three times at least I was like, can I be honest? And you're like, yes, please. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then at one point I remember you saying like, quit fucking asking, just say it. I was like, All right. just fucking say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's always a good talk. That's always a good conversation. If you have to say, can I be honest? It usually means the right information is coming out. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean, you talk about two people who were just meant to be friends. Like I've literally been reflecting on 2020 and the people who have really been standing out in terms of importance, you know, helping me with where I'm at, hopefully I'm providing value for them and their lives. And I just remember like, you were a big fucking highlight for me in 2020, dude. Like, I'm so glad that we're friends again. I'm glad that we cleared the air. I'm glad that I'm not around any of those assholes who we were around previously. Yeah. Looking back, that was a very, that's, that's, that was a 
fuckboyery group to the max. Oh my god, all of them. Yeah, including the other girl. Yeah, still not uh, over that. By we're the not way, going, we're not going down that. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, though. <laughs> we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. We don't up. have enough time. <laughs> don't have enough time. So the next kind of thing I want to talk about um, is like, what was your biggest obstacle other than getting into like mm -hmm. therapy? It doesn't have to be even therapy related, but what was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome within like the mental health aspect of things? Like it can be a battle or an experience where you were at a very tough crossroads that you had to overcome something. Cause I feel like telling stories, someone's always going to relate to it mm -hmm. and stories always drive the, the fucking point home with people. Sure. Yeah. Um, I want to say that one of the biggest breakthroughs in therapy for me, um, I've been through some trauma and I'm grateful that I was already in therapy when these things happened because I had a very healthy um, channel yeah. to you really process everything that's happened. Um, but I want to say as in just my personal development, learning how to speak to myself as if I were my own best friend has yeah. been the difference between night and day. Like self-talk. Um, Self-talk, yeah. self-talk, because I would go down these spirals where I would, you know, do something. I've grown up quite the perfectionist. And anytime I fall even short of perfect, I end up like, you know, talking shit to myself, say like, it just, it was not good, like not healthy manners. And like, yeah. um, really understanding, like I did this, I'm trying to remember where I got this idea from. I think it might've been my th own therapist because like across the board as, as far back as I can remember, the one thing that's been a universal, universal feedback for me is you're too hard on yourself. Yeah. You are way too hard on yourself. Yeah. And to some degree, I think that's important because I wouldn't be ambitious and where I am without it, but yeah. not to the point where I'm hurting myself. And it would get to the point where I would, you know, uh, develop anxiety attacks, um, panic attacks. At one point Bald I had spots. a- bald yeah. spots, yeah. fucking hives, yeah. studying for AP chem exams. Like I was already dealing with so much and not allowing myself the grace to be like, Hey pal, you're in a really unique situation that not many people are in, especially in your school. It's okay if you're not getting all A's. Yeah. And I, but I never wanted to give myself that permission because I'm like, well, I don't want to give, I don't, I don't want to make excuses for myself. I don't give a shit. I still want to succeed at yeah. whatever cost. And then here we go with my health issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, learning how to talk to myself as if I were, I were my own best friend has been monumental. And I, I did this one. Um, I even wrote it down because, uh, Hey, fun fact, guys, journaling is going to be your best friend. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with keeping a diary. Um, if you want to show it to people, you can, if you don't, that's also fine too. It's literally whatever you make it. But there was this one exercise that I did of anytime there was a situation, I started speaking to myself as if I, like hearing my own best friend yeah. speak to you. Like if I'm like, there's a shit situation right now. What would my best friend tell me right now? And started hearing her voice. And then I got to the point eventually where I need to start hearing my own voice within my yeah. head, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, it does. And then I got to the point where, and I, after enough time practicing hearing my best friend's voice in my head telling me what I know she would tell me, yeah. it flipped. I flipped the, uh, the situation where, hey, if my best friend were in this situation, what would I tell her? And that's how I, how I started hearing my own voice speaking yeah. to myself as my own best friend. Gotcha. And it has literally been the difference between night and day. My anxiety attacks have not completely gone away. I've accepted that, you know, they happen and gonna I'm happen. not going to resist them, but also I know how to manage them now. Yeah. Um, but learning how to speak to myself as if my, I'm my own best friend has been the difference between night and day. Yeah. 
So in this case, it's one of the rare cases that you say, listen to the voices in your head. <laughs> this one, yes. I also understand that. Don't always believe what you think because yeah. your brain is wired to, is hardwired to um, keep you alive. Yeah. Even, even at the expense of thoughts that aren't necessarily objectively true. No, they're yeah. going to seem true because they're through your own personal lens. Yeah. But objectively, that's not the case. If that makes survival or, or necessities uh-huh. for human human. Art. Absolutely. It's in and learning DNA. that is it's in your DNA. And learning that has also been instrumental. I just love learning the science behind it yeah. because I think a lot of people would a would be so scared to face themselves and b know that they're not alone. Like yeah. re- getting so many people reaching out who are usually closed off individuals telling me that they cried at my video. They're like, I couldn't help myself. I just started fucking crying. I'm like, it's contagious. You know how fucking hard it was for me not to cry. I was, I'm still a little salty that I couldn't get you there. I was oh, dude, so I, close. If you watch that video, I would turn my head every time I was about to like, I was like, don't break. Don't fucking don't break. Yeah, don't break. break eye contact. I don't break the hard. tears yet. Yeah. It was hard. It was, it was, yeah. I, you were so fucking awesome about it. Did you, um, did you, I really hope you have the blooper at the very end where I was like, can I hold her now? <laughs> can I hold oh, her? I think, I think Robbie does where he's finally like, are you, can are, are can we I, good? Can, can I please hug her, hug her now? <laughs> <laughs> Shit was rough, man. Um, it was, it was raw. It was raw, but yeah. I'm really proud of myself for that because that is unlike anything I've ever done. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, again, cliche, but it's very fucking brave. And mm. it's, I think it's unfortunate that kind of the way society works now you have to be brave to be vulnerable you know what i mean like i think it's i think it sucks that it's phrased like that like you're brave for being vulnerable i think we should be able to without judgment but unfortunately it's not the world we live in but yet that's not the world we live in yet i'm you know i wouldn't put this out if i don't hope that we can all yeah eventually get to that point because again i also feel like there is a balance between like you know taking someone's feelings to heart but also like not letting that enable someone you yeah know? listening to your own fucking heart too you can't fucking right yeah so like needs. yeah yeah so i don't know like i remember in our behind the scenes we talked about how important it is to when you have something come up it's going to be there but understanding that you have healthy cha- healthy um, manners to channel whatever you know you're processing and being responsible for that channeling because again how many people do you know who are just like no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and then on the weekends get poor you know numb their problems black the fuck out and then they just make absolute fools of themselves and actually probably end up regressing yeah i have a lot of friends like that i used to be that i'm right there with you i used to have a serious drinking problem fun fact i actually didn't know that until i think i think we talked about it like before the time we talked before we did your video, I think mm-hmm. you mentioned it to me. And I was like, yeah, I, I try not, I try not to bring it up to a lot of people, yeah. whoever's going to be listening to this podcast. I'm also learning to be more vulnerable. Ew, yeah. gross. Feeling <laughs> but um, I, I'm getting to the point where I don't want to be scared of telling people because I don't want, I've always hated making other people uncomfortable. And yeah. I just, I, I've spoken to enough people when they're like, Hey, why aren't you drinking? I, like when I first like realized I was going down a sure path to become a serious alcoholic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember saying like, Oh yeah, I'm not in place to drink right now. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, I'm just, you know, I've been binging a lot. That's not good for me. And they're like, Oh, well, do we like not like, do we, can we like not bring this around? Like people get weird about it. And I'm like, that's what I don't like. It is not your responsibility. I can control myself enough to know that I don't want anything. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't want that to impede on you having fun. And I've also noticed that the certain people who, started spending less time with me 
it's because they were looking for someone to enable them. And yeah, and hopefully when people, one, one thing I don't like going out about that, that used to just be when I was in bodybuilding competitions, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not drinking. Cause I have to get too low body fat and, blah, 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 and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, now I just don't drink a lot just because I don't like the social atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. If, if my buddy does something or, or my girlfriend's fucking birthday, we're going to go celebrate, have some drinks. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, to the point that inhibitions just fucking out the window. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's where I don't like it anymore. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And like, all in good fun, like probably two and a half months ago, Holly and I went out and hung out with a bunch of my friends and her friends, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen them all in forever. I got wasted. Sure. And then the next like two days, I felt like complete shit, not only from like a like a physiological standpoint, like my body just hurt, mm-hmm. like right. mental standpoint. I was like, wow, I have two days of nothing getting done now. <laughs> so I think when people go out, their ambitions just get lowered, and then mm-hmm. they judge you for not being at that same level of gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not all no, people, but a lot. No, it's not all people, but uh, at least the people who I used to like party with in college. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, like looking at where they are in their lives to where I am in my life now, I'm like, yeah, this was not meant to be a forever thing. That's for yeah. sure. And at least, like, mind you, I am not against drinking. Go have fun, do whatever you need to. I, like, have fun. My thing is, I personally have to self regulate. Like, yeah. my biggest thing is, A, am I in a good headspace to, to have some, like to have a drink or two. Um, and if I'm not, I don't, I don't engage. I don't even sip. I know myself well enough to know that that's just not where I want to go. Um, but if I'm in a good headspace, I'll allow myself and be like, Hey, I will give myself permission to drink if I want. And if I don't, that's okay too. Yeah. Cause it's now gotten to be habit where like, I just love me some water. I love agua. Like I love feeling fucking hydrated. And when I feel hung, like literally feeling hungover is the bane of my existence. Yeah. I hate it so much that I'm just like, yeah, I don't even want to, like, I'll have a drink or two, but I'm not going to get like white girl wasted or anything. And that's okay. And mind you, I was just at a wedding this past weekend. I had champagne. We were having so much fun. There's nothing wrong with going out and having fun. My thing is know why you're drinking. If you're out in a good headspace and you're around good people, yeah, who gives a shit? And if you happen to have one too many, okay, cool. You know, it is what it is. But at least in my experience, it's the times that I'm drinking too numb that gets me into trouble. And I feel like a lot of people will mask that as, oh yeah, I just want to go have fun. Not realizing, no, you're, you're drinking with the purpose. You're covering here. something up. I, dude, I, I, I have so many clients, like so many clients right now. Like it was weird. Like typically I work with people in like their thirties, forties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all at once I had like an influx of people like in their mid to late twenties. And it was weird. They're like, really? when I first came on, yeah. Like I thought I was just going to like, be learning how to eat and whatever. And they're like, the biggest thing has been like the mental shift around this, mm-hmm. which, which is crazy. Cause like, as a fitness coach, you don't sign people up to help change their mindset. You help try and change their body, which hopefully their mindset falls into place. But to hear that's the biggest shift is fucking pretty cool. It's um, really cool. You're doing amazing work. Yeah. Thanks. We try. <laughs> um, guy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to kind of wrap this up with, um, like the message you have for people. Obviously this is uh, something big that has to do with like you and a big portion of how you become to where you are in life, not mm-hmm. only of self-awareness, but just success as well. Um, so- oh, You become successful, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like what kind of message you have for people? Oh. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, that, oh, okay, let's see. Let me think about that one. Um, <laughs> so no pressure. Um, it's how everyone a, remembers you. 
<laughs> no fucking pressure. It's fine. Um, a, whatever's happening to you in your life, not probably your fault, but know that it is your responsibility to do something about it if you want to see change. Yeah. And if you want to see change in the people around you. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of family cycles, you know, continue to progress because that one person didn't take that step to be like, hey, this seems to be a trend. That trend ends with me. Yeah. Um, so knowing the difference between fault versus responsibility. Yeah. It, life's not fair. Life's not fucking fair, but it can make you bitter or it can make you better. I like that one. And you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. We all have our shit. And it's just a matter of how we clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I think it's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our shit. It's just a matter of how we clean that shit up. Oh yeah. Those are all good, really good three points that like I couldn't have said any fucking better. So I like those a lot. Um, awesome. Well, pal, I love having you on here and being Shame. so vulnerable. Ugh, Proud of gross. you. Proud Ugh, of you. Gross. Um, Thank you. But shout out to Pal because she's like the one that kept riding my ass. She's like, Caleb, we need to do this podcast. We said we were going to do it. We need to do it. And I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad we did because um, I don't talk about it enough. I, I write content about mindset all the time and all that, but I don't actually talk about it physically or verbally too much. So I'm glad we did this. Um, but where can everyone find you at? Because I want, I want people to go follow your content as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I have a website. It's www.paolaproctor.com. I do have some merch on there. In fact, your boy Caleb is oh, yeah, one I'm of on the there. models on yeah, it. You yeah. are on there. And it's funny. I had a couple of friends who were like, wait, isn't that the guy from the music video? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, he's in a lot of your projects. I'm like, yeah. yeah thank God he <laughs> cut those frosted tips off, bro. Because those things were not doing him any justice. <laughs> oh, man. They looked good for the photo shoot, though. Yeah. And then for we your content. We learn from our mistakes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I have a website, paulaproctor.com. Um, socials are Instagram and Twitter, paulaproctor underscore. And then on Facebook, I am Paula Proctor Music. I'm also on YouTube, released a music video, not like this past week. It's gone have pretty. You? Yeah. Oh, should I need to look? The snake? I saw the clip of that, but I didn't know if it was actually released yet. So I need to. Yeah. Need yeah. Look. Check out the music. I'll send you on. I will send you the music video as we speak. And um, thank you so much for even just having me, dude. I, yeah. um, I realize I've got a big uh, obstacle to face, which is just normalizing mental health. But I feel like, yeah. you know, these small steps amount to bigger shit. So yeah. I'm sure I'll have you on here again. I would love same that. Shit, different day. Um, same but, shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Same shit. Oh, sorry. I just noticed that my, sorry. My video has 1.3 thousand views after just six days. That's awesome. Fucking That's cool. That's awesome. That's shit. fucking cool. Yeah. Send that to me and y'all I'll put all that information on the website and all her links to socials in the show notes. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week.